I'm going to do that one more time because it's tightened up, baby. <laughs> What's good, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to Man to Man, where we bring a unique vibe to the traditional sports talk show. This is your co-host, Andy Elliott. Alongside your co-host, Liam, the Hoop Star Nash. What's good, Hoop? You're tuning in to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, all things basketball. Thanks for being with us today. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Winter Solstice, Las Posadas, Diwali, China. I'm learning, you know, what else do people celebrate in, in Christmas time, December? Anyways, hope it was good. Uh, I know it was good for us um, here down in Nashville, but I will say we kind of had a pretty bizarre Christmas morning with an RV explosion downtown Nashville that damaged more than 40 buildings and injured at least three people. They do have a person of interest in the bombing. I guess it's some 63-year-old guy whom the neighborhood he lives in told officials uh, they've seen a similar RV in his backyard for a couple of months prior to the explosion. FBI is in, is here in Nashville, and they, they search his house. Obviously, he wasn't there because reports came out saying FBI investigators found tissue remains, I guess, in the streets near the explosion. Just kind of bizarre to me, man. Not exactly the Christmas morning that we pictured. Woke up to a bunch of stuff on Twitter asking, thank you for the people that reached out. I know Hoopstar didn't. Uh, but thank you for the people that reached out and asked if I was okay. I do live close to downtown. My mom didn't even know about it. I woke up on Christmas morning. She's at Walgreens. I wake up around 10 a.m. Like, Ma, where are you? She comes back home. I'm like, did you not hear there's a bombing? There's a fucking bomb that just happened in downtown Nashville 30 minutes ago. Hoop, what, what are you thinking about this? You hear this? I mean, yeah, I woke up the morning of, and that was the first thing that was on my timeline was a natural explosion. I thought it was like, at first I thought it was kind of a joke, like no way there's an explosion downtown in Nashville. I mean, we were, I was just down there, you know, with the homeless, uh, giving back and stuff. And I was like, there's no way I looked into it a little bit more. And I was like, damn, there's actually a bomb that went off or explosion, I guess is what they're calling it. But that's just, I mean, it's crazy to think about just things that that like that happen every day, you know, but for me, Nashville, we're built, we're built for these things, aren't we? We're, we're very, you know, Nashville strong, Nashville tough. That's what we pride ourselves with. So, I mean, I know Nashville has been through a lot this last year with the whole, you know, tornado and, and, you know, we've had the flood and back in, I guess it was what, 2012. 10, yeah. 2012. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's been a hard year, but Nashville is not to say to, to fuck with. Right. That's what yeah, I keep telling it, everybody is like, we're built for this type of thing. Right. Yeah. Wrong state to mess around with. I don't know. It, 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 it wasn't really, I guess it was an act of terror, but it, it pretty much, I guess some guy just had a vendetta towards somebody else. It's kind of what it looked like. It was over there on second Avenue and Obviously, it was an intention. This is weird, man. With the whole recording, like 15 minutes before, there were a bunch of gunshots that happened, I guess, to get police's, police officials uh, involved in, uh, in, I guess, around that area. Uh, and then there was a woman's voice recording playing from the RV in 15 minutes prior to the explosion saying, please evacuate, please evacuate. So super, it just kind of gets my hairs going from off my arms. But And then there was the, the music playing you know what the yeah. song was? The song was down. It was called downtown, like some 1960s classic. And I think in the, in the song, it says something like, if you're lonely, you know, downtown will always be there for you. I don't know. So, I mean, like, yeah, like you were saying, we helped out the homeless, just super sad to see and, and hear about because, you know, the remains, I think they confirmed it that, that the guy who was driving the RV, he blew himself up. But, you know, no one else can confirm that it, it was a, a normal civilian besides that guy. So you don't want it to be one of the homeless guys just kind of sleeping. And then some of that shit happens, man. Christmas morning. But anyways, we're doing good over here. Um, I know CN, CNN, uh, we were pretty much on CNN all day. So sorry, guys. We had to ruin your NBA Christmas with this sort of shit. So the Bucks, Warriors and the Nets Celtics didn't play. Uh, on CNN, but they ended up playing the Lakers game, so we got a chance to watch that. So I guess, Liam, if you just wanted to take us into the Christmas Day games for those who may have not gotten a chance to uh, stream those two games at all. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's just let's just go right in order and how they, you know, happened throughout the day. We'll start with the Pelicans heat. 
Um, I know that a lot of, at least for myself, this was kind of the, the game to get it started with the new look Pelicans against the Miami heat. I love to see this because I think the Pelicans will be pretty good this year. I have them making the playoffs, but the heat kind of put them in their place and say, Hey, you know, we did make it out of the East last year and it's going to be, you know, pretty hard to, you know, compete with us this year. Um, but it was good to see everybody kind of get the the ball rolling in this game for me. Um, but I mean, usual suspects here was, you know, Duncan Robinson, obviously. Um, I mean, even uh, Jimmy Butler, but yeah, I mean, you had, you had the heat win this game. I had the Pelicans win this game, but it was good and all in all. Do you, what you had any thoughts on this one while you were watching it? You or? what D Rob fucking cooked out there. No. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was hot. Um, we'll talk about him a little later in the, the episode, but yeah, he was, he was feeling himself. He came out and definitely was, you know, back to what yeah. we saw last year in the bubble. So I like that. I mean, it was yeah, we, we were talking, yeah, we were talking about sophomore slumps. I think someone asked a question in the interactive episode and someone was asking us biggest sophomore slump. And then who's on the opposite, who's going to be that sophomore. I don't know. Hi, I don't know what it, what the term would be for that, but yeah, definitely D Rob, not, not losing a step in his game, still a starter. I know they put Tyler hero into the mix in the starting lineup. Yeah. I like that. I, I like Tyler coming off uh, or not coming off the bench anymore. Precious looked good in that game. I mean, I had Jimmy Buckets over 20 points. You talk about Jimmy, he only had four points. But D-Rob, Myers Leonard is kind of just a guy who didn't even play in the finals last year, but I guess they're putting him as a starting center. Um, yeah. Kind of rusty at the beginning, making a couple, you know, careless turnovers. But uh, it, with D-Rob, you know, he looks good. I think we had <laughs> this as the upset. We had Pelicans beating the Heat. But all in all, I think I changed my decision at the very end. Uh, Pels, I mean, they still looked good. They just couldn't get it done against a team who was, you know, the contender for the title last year. That's no, that's no shame to their game. Brandon Egram, 28 points, 10 of 11 on his free throws, getting to the, <clears throat> getting to the free throw line. Zion Williamson, 32, um, just guys getting to the free throw line. I think Lonzo Ball only had six. Looks like the other guys didn't really do anything, but one guy, yeah, all though, in all, man. Yeah, I was gonna say one guy for the Heat that kind of sparked me. A little bit, kind of confused, not why he wasn't in the starting lineup. I know Kendrick Nunn last year was starting for the the Heat yeah. as that point guard, but Goran Dragic, coming off the bench with 18 and nine, I think he's really, yeah. you know, that veteran. We've we've we talked about it before, but his veteran leadership just allows him to put up numbers like that. So I definitely like to see that from him. I think they'll probably plug him. Out. I think he'll get into that starting lineup pretty pretty quick here off the jump, but obviously the first day um, kind of working. Uh, you think Drive's going to take that starting lineup again? Cause he kind of came off the bench last year until the playoffs. Right. I think he, I think if he keeps putting up these numbers, I mean, if he gives you a double, double, I don't know why you, I, how you can't put him into a starting lineup. So he was kind of that surprise player um, coming off the injury, you know, late in the bubble and into the finals. So it was good to see that he got back and, and you know, back to his old ways, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, cool deal. Who we got next? I think the Miami Heat are one and one right now. They got fucking cooked by the Magic a couple of days ago. Yeah, I was just, uh, that was a surprising look, but yeah, they're they're one and one. Um, let's take a look at the Bucks talking about getting fucking cooked. We got the yep. the Bucks cooking the Warriors. Um, I didn't see this one coming at all. Um, I thought it was going to be close at least. I thought Steph was going to come out firing. I mean, for me, he didn't do enough. He was two for ten from the three-point line. That's that's not Steph's numbers, and only scoring 19 points. 19 points is a solid amount of points, but shooting two for ten from the three-point line and losing by almost 40 points is just you can't do that. Um, but yeah, I think this was a little surprise to me. What were your thoughts? Is this a surprise? Do you think the Bucks are top dogs here in the East? Yeah, definitely top dogs. It's kind of scary to just see those last couple of minutes in the game, too. This guy, kind of no names. I don't want to call them scrubs because they were fucking cooking, but kind of guys that just kept putting up points. The Warriors, yeah, I had my hot take, but we'll talk about that, I guess, in a sec. Uh, I think I read some. There's, they're, they got the worst plus minus margin at like minus 32 and a half. And then the, I guess the second team right behind them is the Bulls, but the Bulls are only like minus 19 and a half. So it's, they got to figure out something here. 
Uh, Steph is, he just have to, he's got to put up a lot of shots. He's probably got to put up 30 plus to get their team to win a game. Draymond's still coming off the injury. Obviously no clay, no, not enough chocolate milk over there, but (laughs) I mean, Wiseman looks good. Yeah. I mean, Wiseman looks good. Wiseman's averaging like 13.5 a game. Uh, so I, I got, you know, Wiseman, he's, he's a bright star in my eyes. Kelly Oubre is kind of just a guy who, uh, missed a ton of, layups and then he had a, a jaw dropping put back dunk that was kind of right. cool i guess that was but really, uh yeah Giannis, really i mean they, they look good middleton absolutely cooked in the first half ended up with 31 uh six of eight off the three-point line drew holiday divincenzo they're just a full complete squad and it's going to be hard to beat them again this year right um talking about another team that's cooking right now let's talk about these nets uh nets beating the the celtics i thought that was also going to be a close game it was a, I mean, twenty plus point win for for the Nets. They looked very good. I mean, yes, I'm glad that KD came out and performed, but we can't take a, a, for granted what Kyrie is doing. I mean, he's had two or three games now with thirty plus points. Um, he's just absolutely clicking on all cylinders. And I, 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 we'll talk about the Nets here in a little bit. But my biggest thing is the Nets. They look like they are on a mission this year, and for for the for the Celtics, it just didn't. It looked like they were a little steps step slow, um, but we do see that Jalen Brown kind of comes out and just you know sparks them and try to make it close. Um, he finished with 27, so that was a bright spot. He'll need to do a lot more of that this year, I think, with him and Tatum kind of being that two-headed monster offensively for them. You got any thoughts about this? Yeah, this one? I was just thinking. It kind of surprised me how Peyton Pritchard, the rookie, got 25 minutes that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, um, just I don't know. It caught. I don't know. That was just a random thing that caught my eye. But yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for the Nets. Agree with you in all cylinders there. But it's just getting to the charity stripe. I mean, the Nets. It's pretty much how you win basketball games essentially. And they were 26 of 31, only missed five, 89, 83.9 percent. And the uh, the Celtics only got there 19 times. So obviously with field goal percentage, they were like 53% with the Nets and the Celtics, I think we're down to like 37, somewhere around that margin. But yeah, Katie looks good. Kyrie is just cooking and and he probably did the Sage thing again. Who knows? Uh, you but think that was I what mean, it was for. You think the Sage let him is, is leading them to get these, these high. Oh yeah, teams? dude. Yeah. I, I'm saging. <laughs> I got to, I, I literally got to start saging my whole house to just have a good day. Now it's, it's kind of messing up my juju around here. If I don't have some Sage, um i actually got one of those things off uh for christmas it's like a lava lamp but it, it spurts out the essential oils you know what yeah. i'm talking about yeah like uh, man yeah. it's got like the relaxing one it's got the you know get me hype one i don't know <laughs> but man i've been falling asleep to that and i'm telling you i'm sleeping like a baby but yeah i mean Kyrie into that first half uh, let me get that pick psych my soldier i'll just pull up from fucking 50 and uh, I guess we might. I mean, this is what Kyrie did last uh, last year in that regular season game. Remember, he put I think he put up a fifty burger in that first game. Almost hit the game winner. Did some skip to my Lou beat, uh, tight beat, and, and almost just won it for him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, KD, Kyrie, they look good. DeAndre Jordan in the mix. Uh, only got four points. Dinwiddie had six, but he's gonna have a, a, a pullout game here with those guys here soon. And then Joe Harris, another guy who's getting that. That starting, I guess, point guard position or uh, shooting guard position, excuse me. And then you just have other guys coming off the bench. I mean, Levert's coming off the bench. They look good. Celtics looked good. But um, yeah, Nets, it's going to be Nets, Nets, Bucks if I had to put money on it. Yeah. Biggest thing I saw from KD in that game was he looked over to Joe Harris one time when Joe Harris was wide open. He he didn't shoot it. He, he took a dribble and tried to pass it and turned it over. And KD looked at him and he was like, basically shoot the fucking ball you're my shooter and i love to see players like that especially you know big time players like kd giving confidence to players that you know kind of might be shying away because of this you know the big you know powerfulness of a kd and a yeah. kyrie that they have so the look over to him or to joe and tell him just to shoot the ball i love that building his confidence why he's in there him. man yeah um, let's take another look at uh, the Lakers um, and uh, the Dallas Mavericks, right? Um, yep. Starting of the nightcap games here. Lakers came out looking good, right? They came out and cooked as well. Um, Anthony Davis led that the way for them. But LeBron James, 
let's let's start with LeBron James. Me and you both had LeBron James at over 21 and a half. It was the big, you know, Charles Barkley, yeah. um, I guess whatever you want to call it, the the pick of the I night. I appreciate that, St. Charles. My God. Yeah, the St. Charles pick of the night. Hey. Lebr- LeBron James gets 22 points, so thank you for that. Um, but yeah, I like this for sure. What are your thoughts about how the Lakers are looking, and what about the Mavericks? I thought the Mavericks could have, you know, possibly – I mean, possibly, you know, compete for uh, the Western Conference. But after seeing this in the first couple of games, they haven't won a game this year so far. So what are your thoughts about this and this matchup? Yeah, Mavs have had a tough schedule so far. I mean, coming up against the defending champs, it's going to be hard regardless of if they only had 72 days off or not. I mean, they pretty much met in between as far as numbers go and field goal percentage. Mavs were sitting at about 50%. Lakers 56, 3.40 for the Mavs, 48 for the Lakers, and then get into the charity stripe, 76 compared to uh, 70. So they actually beat the Lakers in that, in that uh, I guess, category. But, there you go. Uh, yeah, Luka looks good, man. It's just tough. AD and Braun, AD 28, LeBron 22. Just you can't beat them, dude. Dennis Schroeder with the new additions. Called KCP is still there. Mark Gasol. Then you got off the bench, Montrez Hill coming with 22. It just brings another big dog aggressiveness. You see Montrez Hill's shoes? Yeah, they were fresh. They're pretty I think fresh, they, no? I think they they look good for to me. I mean, I had a couple of people on social media like kind of bagging on them for them, but I think they look pretty all right. You know, I, I would rock those, wouldn't you? I'd rock though. He was asking how much the coat would be. Uh, yeah, probably a couple. We get it, dude. We get it. You got money, guy. We get it, my you, guy. We get it. You oh play in the NBA. God, we get it. You play in the NBA. You got money. I got it. We, my guy has got the fucking grills in his mouth. Can't <laughs> speak to anybody on a post game conference after he wins the award or whatever. Now he's just. I I love it though. You got it. I mean, that's it's Lakers showtime. Might as well. If you're gonna be on a team like that, it's gonna be the Lakers. Luca, man, step it up, my guy. Had you over 30, but that's all right. You get 27. That's okay. I mean, it was a bad game. He had a bad game against the Suns, uh, I think, on the 22nd. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the 22nd. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, he just had a – he just kind of had a bad start. So, yeah, they look good. Anyways, what else we got? Uh, let's Last game of the night on Christmas, let's take a look at it with the Clippers and the Nuggets. Um, kind of the rematch of the the playoff series last last year against these guys, where the the Nuggets uh, came back from a three one deficit, kind of shocked the world here. Um, but obviously the Clippers said none of that this year. We're gonna try to take care of business, and they did end up doing that, and they beat the the Nuggets one twenty one to one hundred eight. So Not scary though. Yeah, I mean everybody know everybody knew what happened in the playoffs. I think Richard Jeff- Jefferson was saying something like at half, he was like, Oh no, I'm scared, I'm scared. And I think the Clippers were up by at least 15, 20 points. He's like, right. stick around, stick around. You never know what's gonna happen. And then fourth quarter, and the Nuggets came back and I guess it was a 29, 23 point quarter, but I mean, they ended up making it pretty close. I kind of got up on my seat because it was my last four leg parlay to hit. And I'm like, do not blow this, please. Right. Right. But it was good Um, to see. Yeah. It was good to see Paul George kind of get under his feet as well after whatever season he had last year, kind of, you know, not clutch, you know, playoff P, whatever. He came out, you know, we'll have to wait until the playoffs. I think that obviously the Clippers will make the playoffs. But we'll have to see if we can you can start turning that, you know, that I guess shoulder and uh, against the haters of saying he's not, you know, a playoff player. So, but he looked good in this one. I mean, he knocked down five threes, so that was definitely you know good to see from him. So that was. I'll tell my- you what, man, pandemic P is is turning into proficient P for me, and I'll tell you why. Coming out of last season's bubble. Paul George, I mean, he left all of us questioning the reputation of the overall player that he is. You know, obviously pairing up with Kawhi Leonard, that team was given high expectations. But, you know, like the Warriors in 2016, you see what I'm doing here, Hoop. The Clippers Clippers also blew a 3-1 lead, uh, you know, to the Nuggets last year, obviously in the second round of the playoffs. But, you know, and then before starting this season, it all helped us lead questions and concerns for the Clippers coming into the season. Uh, but obviously Paul George signed the extension. He's having a long-term relationship with the team. I think that kind of relieved, you know, other guys on the team. Okay. He's here. He relieved himself. You know, he's like, 
it was it just too high expectations. There. Yeah, it settled yeah. him a little. I think it settled him in a little bit, knowing that the Clippers do want him there over multiple years. You know, so I I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. I'm sorry for doubting you, Paul George, but I mean, after coming off, I mean, he was seeking vengeance on that Tuesday night on the 22nd and. 33 points, 13 of 18 from the field. You kind of had a, a good guesstimate of, okay, the Clippers could – they're coming with vengeance for this game too. And even Paul George was saying after the game, like it's tough. Not many people know this, but it's pretty tough coming off of two shoulder injuries. Right. I, didn't, I, didn't know it was, I didn't know it was both of them, but apparently it was both of them. And, yeah, the Clippers are just looking good, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go into the new, set, new thing that we're doing around here at Man to Man – we're doing our daily picks, so make sure to go over and check out the um, our Instagram. Get your pick in. We're gonna tally the, you know, everybody's vote. I guess the public vote. But me and yeah. Andy are going head up this year for a hundred dollars at the end of the season to see who gets the hundred dollars and who has the best picks and the most correct. And we started out with the Christmas Day games and. With no surprise, Andy went five and zero. Started out no real surprise, high. <laughs> baby. I feel like you were going for some underdogs that game, but I, I felt good about all those games and all the favorites won. So I think a lot of people that didn't really even know basketball won some money on Christmas Day games. Right. Let's let's break down your uh, your thought process though, picking some underdogs. Yeah, I thought the Pelicans for sure. I thought. I mean, I still think the Heat aren't as good as they everybody thinks they're going to be this year. So that's why I picked the Pelicans in that first matchup. Um, yeah. And then I had the Celtics. I think this. I thought the Celtics would start off quick, like they usually do in the, you know, every year at the beginning of the year. And I thought the Nets had a lot of, I guess, questions surrounding how good they're going to be and what they're going to do. So that's why I went against that one on you on that one. But yeah, I, I, it's just I, tough, man, because like. I, I knew that I didn't touch that game, but that was the only game I didn't touch. But I knew the Nets were just hot. You were talking about how you don't really know. They they were hot the first game they played on the 22nd against the, the Warriors, right? So another thing, the Celtics were up big time against the Bucks on the 22nd as well. And, uh, you know, they were up by like 20 points. And obviously the bank was open at 1130 at night, apparently, with Jason Tatum over Giannis ridiculous look ridiculously lucky shot but yeah I, I i just picked all the favorites man i felt good about this um did a bunch of player props just you know got some christmas money i said listen i'm gonna fucking bet it if that's cool deal they said no i said i'm still gonna do it and look <laughs> i'm five and oh baby and i actually got my mom to bet on uh she got her first bet so you always have to find someone that bets for the very first time and you have to take that person's bet it's called beginner's luck right so she puts 20 bucks on the heat. I said, I'm throwing 50 on it. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, mom. Well, I said, do you want to bet on anything else? Or do you want to keep going? Double She's like, no, I don't. Just One give me bet. my damn money. Venmo me. I'll take cash out. Uh, let's go for the next day, the 26th. Obviously, we got a bunch more games on that day. I think there was 10 games. Yep. And we both did very well. I think I went six and four, and you you also did very well. I don't know what you went. I didn't calculate it up, but um, I guess the first big game that we kind of split airs was was with the the Hawks and the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm really high on the the Hawks. I wrote a blog about it, um, so go check that also at the Man to Man website, Man to Man Podcast with the S dot com. But I'm really high on the Hawks and. I had to pick the Hawks there. I know you I know you were high on Memphis, but you had some thoughts about the Memphis game, didn't you? Yeah, Memphis hey, – oh, man. They were down pretty much the whole game. Actually, there was like 17 lead changes in the game. And then I think there was seven ties. I was listening to, I was listening to the game. But it's just they're just still a premature team. I think you picked the Hawks because you thought everybody was playing for the Hawks. I could be wrong, though. Did you know that Rondo, Clint Capella, and what's the other guy? Bogdan was in there, but somebody else was out of the game. Right. And I looked at it. I said, I'm picking, I'm picking the, the Grizz, dude. Are you kidding me? John ja Moran coming off 44? I mean, I knew Capella wasn't in that game, but I'm still not counting out Trey Young. 
putting up 37 in that game. Yeah, so. they were also out. I, I'll tell you what, I didn't know the Grizzlies were out with uh, Jaron Jackson. Don't know what's going on with him. But just guys like Dylan Brooks, not super high on Dylan Brooks. Listen, we're from Tennessee. We, I mean, we were Grizzlies fans at, at we a point in time. We went to some of the games, but they're just jaws getting teed up with, you know, down four with a minute and 38 seconds left. They're just complainers. Dylan Brooks tries to, you know, hit a three and get fouled, and then they get to the line. They're just playing too close to Trey Young. Trey Young is just a swifty kind of dude who can stop on a dime and, and do that little bullshit NBA foul where you kind of just lean into somebody. It should be an offensive foul, but whatever. We're not going to talk about it. But Dylan Brooks is just talking to the ref. You know, hey, should be. What are they going to do? Are they going to go back in time and give you the foul, my guy? No. Play ball. Exactly. So, I don't know. That game pissed me off. I like the Hawks. They look good, but Grizz, man. It ruins me. I gotta beat Liam, so I, they're just still premature. I think they're pretty uh, a, a very premature team. I think the the next biggest like shakeup that we saw um, that we both picked on was our our Wizards. Obviously, we're Wizards fan um, with our boy Garrison Matthews, um, but we both picked the the Wizards um, and the the Magic. They look good. They they upset the Wizards. Um, I believe the Wizards were favorites in that game, but they beat the Wizards. Um, so. I don't know if you have any thoughts about that, but I I, I double take that one to the Magic look like a Magic is a good bad team if that makes sense. They are they are not like your typical like New York Knicks where you can just come in and walk over them. They will put up a fight every time. Um, if you if you let them stick around, they're just gonna you know take advantage of that, and that's how I think what we kind of saw with the Wizards game, um, but. The last yeah, one. those numbers. Well, one quick thing on that. Those numbers, again, percentage-wise, were pretty much all the same. But you know, another thing. Go back to the Paul George thing. How he's got his home there. Markel Fultz signed a big deal there. They still got Fournier. He's kind of like a low-key player coming off. Uh, just big guys. Vucevic or Vucevic. I don't know how to say this guy's name. But you know, <laughs> pulling up a 20, 22 points, 17 rebounds. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. Aaron Gordon, you know, like that'll do it, my guy. And then Terrence Ross is just another guy coming off the bench. It's all about bench play. It really is because you look at the Wizards. Yeah, Beal can go for 39, 7, and 5. But, you know, Westbrook's the kind of guy like the first day of training camp. He's like, listen, I need a squad. Huddle up real quick. Huddle up. Hey, uh, I'm still going to get my fucking triple doubles, my guy. And that's what he did. But it doesn't really turn out the way that they wanted to. The score was 130 to 120. And so that they're just they're vulnerable defensively. <laughs> exactly. That's a great <laughs> word to put in there. They're definitely uh, they got to figure out their defensive issues. They're owing to right now. I think they're playing tonight. We're on Sunday night right now recording. And we you had the magic. I guess I you switched sides. Yeah, I got magic. I got the Wizards pulling one out. I think they can figure them out. They can just play defense. Right. Um, I do have the magic uh, beating them again tonight on Sunday night. But I think the other big one that we both missed was the Suns uh, getting getting routed by the the Kings. Yeah. I think that was a – I think the Suns – obviously, I think the Suns are a good team, but we'll also have to see if they can pull it out and throughout the whole season – and if Chris Paul can lead this team, because we saw what it they did in the bubble, and that's kind of what I'm basing off this next year is about what I saw last year. And then adding somebody like Chris Paul, he has to, you know, he has to lead that team for sure. So I think that was the next biggest one that I saw was like really kind of caught my eye. Or, or, it really you know. is all bench play, man. I'm telling you, that's, that's going to be like a big thing that I'm going to focus on with these teams is just bench play. The Kings outscored the Suns 33 to 20. And the Suns didn't get to the line at all. I think they got to the line 13 times. The, the the Kings get to the line 33 times. It's really that that really makes the difference in the game because it was a three point game. Yeah, you got the big three with the Suns, Chris Paul, Booker, and Aiton. But it's kind of guys that I mean, you kind of looked at the Cavs a couple of years ago when they when you pair guys up on a team, even with the Clippers last year, it doesn't always start the way you want it to start. So they still got to figure out their chemistry there. But man, De'Aaron Fox. It's just another guy who's just been on that team. Bagley, Barnes, Buddy Heald. They're just more of a compact, put-together team. So, I, you know, you want to bet on the Suns every time against the Kings. But I think the Kings, they're just kind of a low-key sleeper in the West. So watch out for the Kings. 
Well, I think you kind of mentioned a game that I I actually won and you didn't win. So you want to skip that one or you want to talk about that one? What what game are you talking about? I think you know what I'm talking about. Cat motherfucking Williams, my guy. I knew you were going to. Cat and D-Lo, baby. I tried to just, Are you, you know, serious right now? I tried to gloss over it, but you caught me there. I didn't want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's going on, Jake Lehman? Big guy. He's a. Uh, he's one of my favorites in the NBA. He starts, but he gets zero points. Right. He gets zero rebounds, and he gets one assist. Right. But that's okay. Cat Williams. Let's take a look at his numbers real quick. 16, 12, and three. D'Lo uh, didn't play. Yeah, he did. Twenty-five points. Come on, dude. Bench play. They had like over 40 points. Jazz, Mike Conley, it's that game. I don't know. You always want to bet on the Jazz, but I, I mean, the T-Wolves are coming out hot right now. Shout out, Rob. If you're listening to this episode, shout out to your team, my guy. Uh, 2-0 and and the Jazz are just 1-1 one one right now. You got to watch out for Cat, bro. Cat and D'Lo and, and Beasley down there, they just they look good, man. And Rubio's coming off the bench. And Anthony Edwards. Can we talk about Anthony Edwards? That's the guy who scored 18 off the bench. Yeah. yeah so I was going to say, yeah, no. He, he looked good. He definitely came out and showed him why he was a number two pick. Um, so I did. I did like to see that. I mean, that was good. Or number one pick. Sorry. I said yeah, yeah, yeah. Two. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, why he was yeah we know you wanted over. to skip over it. Yeah. yeah well, but yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You better take that next T Wolves bet because I am. I might have to after if I see you know a couple more games like that, then maybe I'll I'll jump on the the wagon and throw some money on them. But uh, let's uh. I guess the the records or the standings as of Sunday or as of Saturday night, um, eleven and four, Andy, and uh, myself nine and six. So keep updated with that um, on our social media. That's at Man to Man Podcast on Instagram, and get your bets in too. Get your picks in. Well, you know, yeah. we'll, we love to have some interactions with you guys on that. So yeah, we'll throw in a general public record as well, right below us, to kind of keep you guys entertained with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then let's right before we we move on to man to man worthy or keep it moving, let's uh, yeah. just uh, preview our picks um, for the 27th. Uh, that would be our Sunday day games. Shout out, uh, sh- real quick. Shout out, um, uh, Jackson underscore three one two for the two bits. Appreciate that, my guy. <laughs> I got you. I got. Hey, we're trying to get on Twitch. We got a giveaway. Just follow our Twitch. We need fifty to go affiliate here. Yeah. Follow the Twitch and uh, and then and then throw the bits, whatever that is. Yeah, <laughs> the bits, the subs, all of that. Whole the giveaway is just anything in our anything in our shop. So yeah. we got cool stuff. Just all right. Anyways, for sure. We'll Shout out ad. I guess yeah. ad hashtag. Well, well, yeah, I'm throwing you to fuck off, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one, last one, the 27th, Sunday night. Here we go. Keeping me on my toes. I love to see that. You always do that, so I'm glad that you uh, – So we're talking about a game. We're talking about a a, a team that was absolutely cooking, and then now they were down 50 at half. Right, so we – yeah, so the first game on that slate is the the Mavericks uh, Clippers. Kawhi took this nasty, you know, injury. We'll talk about that and man-to-man worthy or keep it moving. But, yeah, we get to see that the – I guess the Clippers just don't know how to play basketball without the without Kawhi on the floor. They're down 50, only 27 points and a half, lowest amount of points for the Clippers and a half um, in their franchise's history. So that's crazy to think about. Um, what do you think? You got anything else on that one? Or I mean, yeah, just tough blow, literally. No pun intended. From yeah, an elbow. Kawhi gets eight stitches uh, in his mouth. Pretty, it was pretty horrific just to see him on the ground. But here, this might be kind of fucked up, but he's human. <laughs> he's human. <laughs> there is no electrical cords coming out of my guy. Just, just want to throw reiterate that out there. So, yeah. But it's a um, tough blow. Obviously, he didn't play tonight, and and that's what it is. Yeah. Another key game to look into. Obviously, we talked about a little bit. Magic Wizards. We went against each other on that one. So um, we'll we'll get to see there, but I think pretty much everything else we're on the same page about. Um, Pelicans, hopefully they'll take care of the Spurs. I think the other big game on Sunday night was the Pacers and the Celtics. We'll get to see two, I think, two strong teams out of the East. Um, And then the Lakers against Timberwolves. We'll see how good the Timberwolves really are, right? Uh, I'm picking the Lakers on that one, but yeah. yeah. 
Definitely. Anyways. Um, but yeah, those are our picks for the, the 27th. We'll see how those all pan out and uh, keep you guys updated on that. But let's uh, let's transition into man to man worthy or keep it moving. Why don't we? It's the best part, baby. Let's get into this. All right. All right. I'm AJ all Brown time tonight, baby. AJ Brown time tonight, baby. Let's go. I'm all about that. I'm all about that. All right. So first up on the docket, we got Duncan Robinson. He makes history. We talked a little bit about it earlier, but he makes history on Christmas Day. Most three-pointers and a half with six. Is this worthy or are we keeping moving here? It's worthy, baby. Let's show the highlights here. We'll talk about it. Let's do it. Yeah, so pretty much Duncan Robinson uh, – 23 what ended the game with 23 points what do you have eight in the first half uh not exactly sure who did what before that but just another guy we talked about sophomore slump uh he's on the sophomore rise and i think him and hero he's on a good team we talk about that we talk with kyle about what miami that miami tough team means and uh he just fit he just fits there honestly i didn't think he would be a starter i think hero would take his place and drogic We'll see what happens. We'll see if Drogic, you know, gets into that starting lineup. But I think Drogic just plays better uh, with that second group. So mm-hmm. shout out, big shout out to Duncan Robinson. Love to see it. He's an absolute shooter. That's why you're in the game. Shoot the ball. But there were times he did get one field goal. If you're gonna close out short on my guy, he he'll, he'll do a, a one two kind of slow. But you know, he might get to the basket. And he's got a good he's got a good floater. He's got a good touch to his floater. My question though, I got one question. Who is the better shooter, Duncan or Tyler Hero? I think that has been one of, a say Reggie, my guy. one of the debates that I've I've seen people talk about. Who's the better shooter for the Heat? Is are you taking Hero or are you taking Robinson as your best best shooter? Probably Robinson, yeah. Right now, I mean, that's why he's in the game. Hero is just a more, I guess, triple threat kind of guy. Robinson, you get the ball in his hands. He's getting double screens, and he's just he's looking to shoot. It's pretty much what he does. We'll see him in a three-point contest. Uh, Tyler Hero, he's just an all-around kind of player, more of an all-around kind of player. But, yeah, D-Rob is, is definitely on the rise. Uh, he's just a shooter, man. He's he's J.J. Redick. I would almost want to say Steph Curry caliber. But uh, yeah, we'll see him in the league for years to come on that Miami Heat team. He should just stay on the team forever. All right. All right. Um, next up, our guy, Mr. Choo Choo Train, Dion Waiters. He says yeah. he's going to retire after he got his uh, championship ring with the Lakers. What do you think about this? Worthy? We're keeping it moving. Wah, wah, <laughs> wah. So that's keeping it moving, then, right? <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> that's going to be the new. Yeah, keep it moving. <laughs> Just letting you know that right, right now. Off. Hey, we're hey we're we're back in action off the rip here. <laughs> That's the new sound for keeping it moving. Uh, next up, <laughs> next not up, for the next one though. We're we're talking about the next one. Uh, Kawhi is injury. Um, we talked about how the the Clippers kind of took a big spill um, against the the Mavericks, but yeah, we uh, talking about big spill. Kawhi getting bopped in the fucking mouth by his own teammate. What is what are your thoughts yeah. about this? Yeah, it was it was a pretty horrific scare, like I was saying. I mean, this came around the I guess the six ten minute mark or the six ten mark, uh, the fourth quarter. I think Pat Bev missed a shot here. Ibaka went up to try to grab the rebounds. Uh, he didn't get it, and uh, pretty much he just accidentally elbowed Kawhi in the jaw, sending him down to the floor immediately, and uh, leading to quite a bit of a, a bloody scene i guess you know it, it was it was kind of weird to look at it's just he's got eight stitches in his mouth not enough time to heal to play in tonight's game obviously we're showing the highlights here but it's just a it's a scare for him obviously i mean we were talking about this hoop off air and i just think that's how crucial of a player Kawhi leonard is you need him they're not down 50 at half i'm sorry they're just not without him uh but yeah he ended up leaving the game Nuggets were looking to make a, a quiet comeback there. Jamal Murray got cooking, uh, you know, late game and, and, and late stages of the game. But, you know, they ended up winning the game 121-108. Hope Kawhi is okay. It was a pretty bad shot. Ibaka is just a strong physical player, so you never want to get hit by a guy like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just – I mean, the Clippers are just cautious when it comes to injuries like that. Right. I think the biggest takeaway for me in that – 
seeing that was that it looked like he told his jaw just like almost was going to get like thrown from his body how hard it looked it looked like it was dislocated or something else more serious but glad it was just a, a laceration but yeah well, and, and Ty Lu even said he's, he's going to be fine but it did I thought he broke his nose but it was his jaw and he just needed stitches but as as far as anything else besides just feeling pain he might miss time but I think he'll he'll be good after this game I don't even yeah he didn't play this game he'll be back next game though yeah um next up we got Mr. LeBron James uh sorry for the visual it says injury but he uh I guess he, you could consider that he is injured, but he uh, airballs a free throw. Uh, is this uh, <laughs> does that make him injured? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> is that uh, worthy? Or are we keeping him moving here? Hey, we're man to man. We don't know what the hell is going on half the time. But uh, yeah, it's you just don't see it. Obviously, LeBron is just that type of an all star, though. So like, once he airballed, no one's kind of no one's gonna give LeBron that look. You know, be yeah, like, like, damn. That. You know, he just dabs up his players onto the next play. I think he said after in a post-game interview, I'm going to go double fist. I think he was talking about wine, uh, but you can take it as you leave it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Last up, we got Harden. Uh, (laughs) I try not to laugh after some of the stuff you say because I laugh after everything you say. So I tried to like hold that one back. So I, I we need that. Game. We need the fake laugh to come in just so I can, I don't know. I'm getting warmed up here. We're in the man to man where you keep it moving. Let's get it. My soldier. Um, okay. So James Harden, obviously we all by now think that he is going to be on the move. We're just waiting to see where he's going to get moved, but his performance, uh, outstanding performance of 44 points. What is this? What about James Harden? You want to talk about James Harden? yeah i mean he's hitting the strip club Shaq said it Shaq compared harden i mean harden hits the strip club he misses training camp but if he can come out and give you a 50 burger or close to it i guess you really can't say anything right Right. because Shaq even compared it i don't know who he was talking about that gets 25 to 30 rebounds a game that he played with because you'd almost think that would be Shaq. But he was just like, yeah, the guy never came to practice. Um, it's kind of like what we were talking about. Chuck kind of asked uh, Paul George about the preferential, I guess. Yeah, what is it? The preferential, treatment whatever it's called, players. treatment. Yeah, treatment. It's, yeah, the preferential treatment. Just guys like that. He's got the preferential treatments. Um, don't know if his teammates kind of get pissed about that. But it looks like he got his teammates involved, too. He's not just going out there. And, I mean, he's doing what he does. But. You know, he's he's dribbling with the pick and pop, throw the alley-oop. He just looks good. Fourth quarter of time. Uh, what, did the game go into OT, right? Yeah, it went into OT. Uh, the Rockets the didn't, didn't end up winning the game. Blazers won this game. But, I mean, you mentioned it about his, his passing. Like, he's scoring 40. He had 17 assists. Yeah, he had 17 assists, and it's just like – I mean, that's I. You don't. When's the last time you heard somebody's going forty and forty and twenty almost? You know what I mean? That's that's unheard of. And the big thing that I I, I recognize and what came to my mind when I thought about this was, is this not like, you know, Dennis Rodman, you know, asking to to yeah. go to you know Vegas during the playoffs yeah. or during the season? This is basically. I think James Harden watched too much of the of the documentary on Jordan and said, hey. If 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 they're you know grand you know Vegas trips, I can do the same type of thing and come out and drop a forty piece on them. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean the I mean you look at the Rockets though, and if they have James Harden on their team in the past five years, they finished top seven offensively. He's just gonna do that. He's gonna he's gonna put you on wheels. He's gonna go to the strip club. I personally, I'm not a fan of James Harden this year, and he's just acting like an unprofessional asshole in my opinion. Right. But you have to go out and play because if not, you lose your game check. That's what Adam Silver said. And I think Adam Silver's talking about just like, you know, it was his first offense. We find him $50,000 and it's Christmas. But, you know, you just hope you hope to not see that again from a player like James Harden, who guess what? Believe it or not, a lot of people look up to you. A lot of kids look up to you. You don't want to give people the wrong impression. And you might be a little insecure for throwing parties with strippers. 
Because don't you just get blue balls from that, my guy? Or are you actually smashing the strippers? Or, I mean, they're strippers. They probably got little kids at home, too. So, eh, not a fan of James Harden. But if you're going to put up 44, cool, I guess. Still had the Blazers beating your ass. So, take it, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going off on this guy. But I just it pissed me off. You know what I'm saying? You get paid at a grossly disturbing amount of money. So, a lot of people I look think- up to you, guy. Yeah, and I think he needs to take a, a a little page out of LeBron James' book and just be a professional, you know, and he's not being a professional on all levels. Yes, you're being a professional going out there giving people shimmy-shake buckets and step-back threes, but being a professional is yeah. not just doing that. You have to take care of everything else on the on – the, you know, It's all the testosterone that he didn't release at the strip club parties, and now he just brought it onto the floor. That's all it was. All right, let's uh let's wrap this episode up. Uh, it's been a good one. Thank you guys for tuning in with us and you know staying and listening to us shoot the shit. But let's about eight three two for the for the bits in the nine months. Appreciate it, my guy. <laughs> let's uh let's go to our Pacer segment, our last segment of the night. Um, we're we start we're starting two and zero. We have a game obviously tonight um, on Sunday against the Celtics, but we're starting two and zero. For the first time, and I think it was like 15 years at the. Are you serious? We didn't go 2-0 last year. No, I think their first. They were saying it all, all uh, after last game. This is our first 2-0 start in like 15 years or something. So that was great to see. Our first game was against the Knicks. Obviously, we know the Knicks aren't a top tier team, and we kind of took care of business with them. But we look good, right? You got any takeaways from from that game? Yeah, usually we have struggles against the Knicks in the past couple of years, but I think Sabonis had a quiet 32 points, 13 rebounds, and five assists. Yeah. Uh, Brogdon obviously coming out doing what Broggy does, uh, but it's just the Knicks, man. It's it's not you know, anything to brag about. Uh, but we all look good. I mean, Victor's coming back that first game in 22. Um, our bench play was good with McDermott and, and McConnell coming off the bench. Obviously, both Holiday brothers coming off, doing what they do. I'd really love to see Stanley come in. I don't even know if he dressed for that game, but I'd love to see him get some some scrub minutes. Sorry, Stan, you're still a rookie. I can say that. Um, but yeah, they look good. Vic's looking good. Brog's looking good. We're just a, we're just another team who's just been together, a compact, full team who's just been together, and we can win games if we play the right way. And that's what Indiana basketball is. We just play the correct way to play basketball. Right. I agree. I think we look very solid on all aspects. Yes, it's against the Knicks, but that's good for these Pacers, especially with a new coach in there with Nate. Um, I think it was good, especially in these first couple of games. We played the Bulls next. Let's just get right into it. We played the Bulls, obviously. I don't have the Bulls making the playoffs this year either, but it was these first two games are good, just warm-up games, an extra type right. of like preseason for our guys. We ended up being the Bulls. We were up I think it was like 33 um, in the second half. Bulls made a little comeback, but we ended up taking care of business. Um, 125-106. You got any thoughts about this? this yeah, one? usually we're not a – yeah, I was going to say, usually we're not a big fourth quarter team. I know you kind of said we were, but, I mean, we had a lot of we're, struggles last year. Yeah, we're a big third and, quarter team. We're either a big yeah. third quarter team or not a big third okay. quarter team. Right. Fourth yeah, quarter the third quarter is where the, the differentiated at, or where it differentiated at because we scored 33 points compared to their 15. Right. And it's it just looked – I mean, we talked about Billy Donovan in preseason. They didn't look bad in preseason. But, yeah, it's like you said, just warm-up games. It's, it's good confidence for Vic. It's good confidence for our other starters coming in. Uh, and the Bulls just shot a ridiculous amount of – of field goals they only shot 37 percent from the field and uh but we only got to the line 19 times but it's just you know compared to their 25 it's just you know bench play everything else that comes with it we look good Sabonis uh with another 20 he had a triple his first triple double of the season I guess he had a bunch of triple doubles last year but 22 10 and 11 TJ Warren wasn't wasn't too apparent in that first game but Came out cooking, 23, Vic, 22, Brog, 18, and Miles Turner is just kind of the guy who cleans up the glass. So we look good. And uh, um, I got two questions here for you, and then we'll kind of wrap it up. What about your your thoughts on Sabonis going to the All-Star game again this year? Is that an automatic lock for you so far of what you've seen from Sabonis? Is he guaranteed an All-Star spot? I want to touch up on this just real quick. 
Sabonis will be another all-star, will be an all-star again. There will be an all-star game. They will pick all-stars, but there will not be a regular all-star weekend. Okay. So you got I don't think there will – I don't know if there will be a rookie and sophomore game, rising stars, definitely not a celebrity game. I think there just might be an all-star game. Adam Silver is saying, I'm picking all-stars. We do that. And who knows? There could be an all-star game. You just can't predict what's going to happen even in the next month. But to answer your question, Sabonis has found his home in Indiana. Thank you, Sabonis. We're rocking with you. You just got engaged. We're rocking with that. Your hair is flowing. We're rocking with it. We'll give you the we'll give you the bid, bro. We'll give yeah, it to you. We'll take him. We'll, we'll. I know there was questions in the offseason about maybe trading him or not. Um, I definitely can't trade him after what I've seen from him and just the the fluidity that he has on our on our team, you know, from top to bottom. And then I guess you kind of touched on it, but what about Victor? How do you how you like him coming back? Is he looking good? Are we going to see the old Vic this year? Uh, you tell me. I, I yeah, there there is no old Vic, unfortunately. I think he's still. Not, I mean, who knows? I don't think he's a hundred percent still. It's just tough coming off an injury like that with uh, only three other players have ever had that injury in, in the history of the NBA. But he looks good. We're playing teams that fucking suck. So we're just yeah. Vic's got confidence in him. You were talking about maybe taking him off the bench, coming off the bench, playing with that second group. I don't think that's a, a wise move to make. I think Vic gets more pissed about that kind of stuff. Get his confidence back. Start him. The new coach is good. Sabonis so plays a second group, and Vic just stays in there with those guys and, and gets comfortable with it because that's what's gonna. That's what we're gonna see in the playoffs. Yeah, we're making the playoffs already. So. Right, right. I, I agree. I think Vic. He looks good. Last, you know, against the Bulls, five for five from the three point line. So that's a big improvement from his three point shooting. Um, you know, kind of. I guess he put that in his game, you know, when he was in the offseason. Did you see Vic's warm-ups, too? He was rocking our merch. So, oh, go yeah, get go get – yeah, we sent – we actually sent Vic our merch. We got some sweats for Vic, some, and uh, he's rocking the MTM. So, it's just wild, man. Go to our online store and just get your merch before, I guess, Vic just buys all of it. Right. Um, I guess with that, man, I don't have anything else, but uh, I we appreciate it. You got anything else for him, or can we – can we get an yeah, outro? I, can we get to outro and then just namaste him out of here, right? Yeah, we can namaste him out. It's time to tighten up tonight. That's Who knows? Nice. We might get cooked by Devontae Adams one time or two, but Packers defense isn't that good. So AJ Brown time. Let's tighten up one time, baby. Yeah. Um, but with that, guys, this week's episode is a wrap. Go check out all of our social media at Man to Man Podcast across all platforms. We did tell you to go check out the merch. Please go check out the merch. And if you want more content, a little behind the scenes, we also are on Twitch and we're doing, you know, live game reactions, um, a little behind the scenes stuff as well. So if you just want more content, go check out our Twitch. We do need 50 followers um, as soon as possible so we can, you know, give you even more content. So we appreciate you guys for that. So go do that. But with that, man, namaste to you guys. Namaste. Namaste, Pacing Nation, baby. Glory in the night.